Did you guys know that by becoming a subscriber of The Suzanne Venker Show, you get bonus episodes regarding things like stories about my own marriage, answers to questions about other people's marriages and relationships, and commentary on current events that undermine marriage and the family. You also get free eBooks, early releases of each episode, and a 100% free digital copy of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. Whew, with all that, who wouldn't want to become a subscriber? It's not even expensive. There are three very economical levels from which to choose. Just go to SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast and click on the become a subscriber button. That's SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast. And now on with the show. From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So today I'm going to talk about how not to raise a feminist son. I get, um, I've had a lot of requests, I should say, from folks who've asked me something along the lines of, hey, what do we do about our sons, right? How can we best raise sons so that they become men? And there's just a whole slew of comments and from, from different uh, social media platforms and emails that I get. I, I uh, have, have chosen two to read to you, one from YouTube, one was a direct email from two women. Uh, to give you a gist of where I'm going with this, and then I'll get into it. This one's from Keisha. Hi, Suzanne. I keep encountering men who have dated a lot of feminist women. They seem to be used to masculine, overbearing women or women who don't even want marriage and children. But once they meet me, these men claim they want to get married and have kids. However, when I mentioned to them that I want a dynamic with traditional gender roles in that the husband makes the primary income for the family so that I can work part-time once we have kids. These men perceive that as being a dictator over the wife, and they say they want their wives to lead the family too. That's when you know you're dealing with a feminist man. I mean, I should say a man who's drunk the feminist Kool-Aid, let's put it that way, or who's been acculturated to the feminist mindset. I can tell they really have no clue what I'm talking about because they seem to have put little thought into what will, into what, It takes to make a marriage with kids work successfully. I'm 33 and these men are in their mid thirties to early forties. Explaining this to them is frustrating and annoying. And it's a big turnoff that they are feminist men without even realizing it. But since I'm older in the dating market and it's tough to find men who even want marriage at all, I'm wondering if I should stick around and see if they'll come around and understand what I'm saying about a more traditional family dynamic, or if I should keep searching for men who haven't fallen for feminism. And then this one's from Carolyn on YouTube. It seems like males and females have both changed, changed drastically. Just think of porn addiction. Could our grandparents or parents have even imagined that? Or in the past, it was seen as vital for kids to be raised by a mother. Now it's seen as imperative that a woman work constantly. And the majority of men are too, the majority of men are indignant at the thought of providing for a family. Too much equality and too much contamination by ideas that don't work. And then on top of that, I had an exchange with a gentleman on Instagram who was concerned about his nephew who is being raised basically in a female dominated household, although there is a husband there. 
Um, and she's still holding his hand when he's 13 for like long periods of time at the dinner table or something to that effect, something very odd. And he is just um, raised on, on, you know, internet and video games and whatnot and plays zero sports. And this guy was wondering if, you know, how, how unhealthy or healthy this is for a young boy. So that's just giving you sort of the idea of where I'm going with this. And I, there is, there's just no question that young men, specifically millennial men, I hate to keep harping on millennials, but they're roughly around the age of 25 to 40 right now. And there's so much a part of the conversation, obviously, since they're having children right now, um, many of them. Um, and you can see how dramatically they've been acculturated to the equality mindset and the belief that men and women are effectively interchangeable. So it, there's just no question that we have a nation of men who have completely consumed this, these lies that the culture has told women just as much as the women have. And this is highly problematic because at this point it's, again, it's just not one sex, but it's both sexes that have fallen into this. And so if, if they get married and one, and this happens to all the time, I'm constantly getting emails from people, women who want to stay home with their um, children and have to convince their husbands that this is the right thing to do. Um, and, and that are just, just to agree with that, you know, family arrangement or what have you, this was completely unheard of just as recent as my, my, in my day when I was having children, although I had them a little later in life because I was married before. So basically anybody, I don't know, under 40, I mean, sorry, over, let's say 40, 40 or 45, definitely 45 would not be able to relate to this at all because even though there were quote unquote working mothers in my day um, and still are, of course, the whole mentality about um, it, it wasn't a, a fait accompli. So, so it was a, you didn't have to explain to your spouse why the, you know, what the benefits are about being at home with your kids. And many of those husbands wanted that themselves and would openly ad admit that because for maybe they didn't have a mom at home themselves and they wanted a completely different upbringing for their kids. So, I mean, that was certainly the case with my husband and me. So, and I'm not, we're not think we're that unusual, but gosh, you fast forward 15, 20 years and it's, it's all different. It's completely different. And it breaks my heart that any woman in particular would have to be in that boat of having to explain to her husband, um, that, that she wants to stay home. Now, ideally, and I've said this before, you should really be having this conversation before you ever get married. I mean, I'm, I'm continuously shocked at the number of people who don't iron out prior to getting married, what the work and family scenario is going to be, because that should be discussed in the dating phase really honestly early on, because if you don't agree with what your family should look like, there's no point in even dating you're never going to, I mean, unless somebody's malleable in that sense and, you know, open to being, you know, having changing their mind. Um, but if they're dug in their heels and they have this idea that, that, um, you know, my wife should work or whatever, and that's, that's just the way it's going to go, then you're going to have a problem. So, and of course, to be fair, a lot of the women themselves don't know what they want to do or what they think they will do. And because everything is so focused on money, 
and career, they often find themselves in a, in a pickle later when they, um, because they made the assumption that they would be, for example, going back to work and then realizing once they're holding their baby that they don't want to. And then you've got a major marital problem. You just do if that person, it doesn't agree. Um, and this can go the other way. You know, you could definitely have husbands who want their wives to be home and the wife doesn't want to, but that's, what is he going to do with that? You know, I mean, today you can't say to your wife, I mean, you can and you should, but I mean, in terms of the status quo, you can't suggest or, or ask or, or let alone command that, that you, that your wife stays home with the babies. So again, like I said, this should really all be ironed out in advance, bottom line. But because of this mentality that men have now absorbed it's making it very difficult to date and to find a man who has not fallen victim to the, to these lies just as much as women. And to that, I would say you, you know, if you're a woman who's up against the dating world, learn right away, whether or not um, the man that you're talking to is a more traditional man, or if he's been more acculturated and he's fallen for all this junk because you want to get that out of the way right away. And the only way you would, you know, stick around if your beliefs aren't in sync is if, again, you feel some sort of malleability there. And if he's, you know, and finding out about the background and how they felt about the way their family structure was growing up and being the person who corrects those lies that, that they've, that they've absorbed. If you yourself are not it did not fall for them or if you know otherwise. Um, anyway, that's okay. So that's, that's, that's for the dating world. But the, the focus of this was really to talk about how not to raise a feminist son. Okay. So number one, first and foremost, be talking to your boys from day one about everything that they're seeing in the culture so that you can counteract it with the truth and the, and the information they will need to be able to withstand the crap that they're being fed. That's number one, which means you as a parent have to be in tune with what they're being told. So you have to be engaged. You can't be off doing your own thing, obviously. Um, another way really more, that's more close to home and less about the culture is that you are modeling a traditional family um, dynamic, which by the way, does not mean that one's working and one's staying home necessarily, although it might, but that you are showing the differences between males and females, men and women in your own relationship at home. Um, and not getting in the way, this is really key for moms of your husband's relationship with his son. And I'm putting that very succinctly there because obviously it's your son too. But there comes a point in your son's life when the father is going to be more um, significant in terms of a role model than obviously than you are. Women are much more, mothers are much more instructive and um, indispensable in those early years. But as a boy gets older, he needs the male influence more than he needs the female one in terms of he needs his mother too, but in different ways. But I mean, he needs the modeling of what it means to be a man. So this is, you know, when I talk about not raising a feminist son, I'm really talking about married couples here because the truth is in single parent homes, which are 
greater than they've ever been in this country, there, there, there is no male influence. That's the problem. That's why that's part of why we're churning out so many feminized men because they're not exposed and they don't have to men and they don't have a strong relationship with their dad. And so they've been primarily raised by their moms, which, which is, I mean, it's everything. I mean, if you're missing that piece, obviously you're going to be feminized. It's not like you don't even have to do anything wrong as a single mom to cause that to happen. You're just, it's just by nature of the environment. Now that's not to say that there aren't divorce situations where the dad is still really engaged and has a close relationship with his son, but I, it is not the norm. It's definitely not the norm. So those people are, um, you know, fortunate in that sense, those boys, but so I'm talking really about married families, married couple families, not single parents. Um, and in the married couple families, the single most important thing you can do as the mom and the wife is to let that relationship between father and son flourish, get out of the way. Um, if, so for example, if, 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 if sports is something that they're into and you don't want him to do that, you step out and say, let him take care of it. And that you may not think that's good, but the dad does. And um, there's really no reason not to. So don't, don't undermine him. Um, these are little things. And then of course, how you talk to your husband, um, how you talk about your, yourself and your own role as, as a wife and as a mother and how you talk about your life, you know, how you mapped it out and what your views of men and women are, all of this. And he's absorbing all of this. I mean, both of you, I mean, both boys and girls will absorb all of this, but your sons are picking up on what makes you, you, and what you think about these issues, um, sex and gender issues. And if you're, um, you know, if you're of the mindset that men and women are not equal and should be, and, you know, rah, rah, believe all women, all that junk, that's going to come through and he's going to pick up on that. And if you have a, you know, if he loves you and he has a good relationship with you, he might, he might think you're right, but, um, and then false and then follow suit, but that isn't accurate. And so that's the, the, the way to help him become a man is to embrace what's great about men and what's great about boys and how they're different from women and girls and how that's a good thing. And of course he's not getting that anywhere from the culture unless he was fortunate, fortunate enough to go to an all male school, which is extremely helpful. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. So, so basically you have to just be really, really proactive in a way that our own mothers didn't have to be with sons because they weren't getting slammed from the culture left and right that boys should be girls and boys should be softer and boys are toxic and all of that crap. So it's a thousand times harder to raise a son, to raise children period today, but to raise a son for sure. And so you have to be ever vigilant and aware and really purposeful um, about what it is that you, you're, you're, you're um, modeling and, and what your beliefs are throughout those years that you have him at home and honor and respect his maleness every chance you get and fight against the feminist culture every chance you get. And if you've done that, or the more you do that, the more, and if you have a good relationship with him, of course, if you've established that part, he will 
um, be able to better withstand um, this idea that there's something wrong with him and he needs to become more like women and that women are downtrodden and, you know, uh, should be uh, working to produce an income uh, their entire lives. Otherwise they're, they're not uh, worthy and all of the rest of the crap that comes their way. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers these questions that I'm getting about how to raise our sons in these times. It's a, it's, it's very, very difficult and it's not, it's been a little bit easier for me, obviously needless to say because of what I do. So, um, I can't use myself as a gauge cause it's just, I, there's no way I would have, he would have come out <laughs> differently than he has. Um, my own son, but, but I'm, you know, I have to think about this from, you know, just the regular person who has a regular job and a regular life. And, um, it's extremely difficult and, um, yeah, I wish that there was something more positive to say about that, but it's, um, it's possible and it's doable, but you just can't, it's almost like you can't turn away for a minute because there's some other crap that's going to be fed to your son and you have to, you have to counteract it. So, Good luck. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Banker show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review at Apple podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already, or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player, for some reason, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about the Suzanne Banker show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.